today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM, FPM3 Marketing, and Vacuuman uh, is our host on the program today. I hope you had a good week, Adam. Things going well for you? You know what? It's been very good for me, honestly, Bill. I mean, the weather's been great. We've been ironically getting ready for the fall. My daughter's getting ready for university, heading back. So I know, uh, I know I'm, I'm, I'm very... I've been going crazy. I almost this week is not I feel like we just did tech talk yesterday. So it, it's been gone. It, it just went by really fast. Buddy. All right. Here's here's what you need, because I've been there, done that. OK, all that stuff. And and you need to kind of focus and you need some time to just kind of, you know, gear it down a little bit and relax. You know what you need, Adam? You need a dog. All right. That's what always has been the good thing for me. I just I cuddle up with the dog when I'm feeling kind of stressed out like this and with Eliza and it just makes all the difference. But now you may want you know, you and Michelle are pretty busy people. I don't notice you know, if you, you know, have time to actually, you know, house train a dog and all the other things that you need to do. But you should be looking into one of these robotic dogs. That could be your solution. It could be. And you know what? They're a little more affordable. I mean, they're still scary as heck. It looks well, that's like- a rel- that's a relative term, isn't it? It is. It is really. I mean, if you watch the, if you ever watch the Netflix series that Black Mirror, this is really, really intense. What's happening? But there is now a robotic dog that is available and at a price that is affordable for the average household. In fact, uh, Show Me, which is the name of the uh, uh, the manufacturer, is competing with Boston Dy- uh, uh, Dynamics, which is the company of which is very well known with those videos you might have seen online of robots that jump and they do uh, partage and they can flip backwards and do gymnastics. Well, they also originally had Spot the Dog, and it was being contracted out for government agencies for uh, specific of going in and defusing bombs or being safe. Well, the, uh, the Chinese company Xiaomi has now released their version of their cyber dog for the low cost of $1,500, which is just a slight savings from the $75,000 cost it takes to buy the American version. But here's the key thing, Bill, as you said, what a household pet this is. It comes with a few little bells and whistles. One is obviously it can help defuse an explosive bomb if you have one in your house and, and say you can't get a hold of the police to help you or otherwise this could, uh, canine cyber, help you in that degree. But it also has remote control uh, uh, surveillance where it will walk around the actual perimeter of your home. It keeps a perspective of, of what's you can remotely connect with it. It's got audio, so you can actually walk with Spot or whatever you named your robotic dog, and you can now speak to it. So you can now go out and get that package that's dropped off on your on your front. And, and, and you know, this will be interesting during the upcoming election. It could probably go door-to-door in Canvas for a lot of the candidates that might be even be up there. But, I mean, the one thing that's really, really key about this is that it's, a, it's obviously electric. It's 1500 It's less than most new cell phones, Bill. This robotic yeah. dog can do all of this, and it's still less than a Samsung Folding 3 phone. Can I get Sirius XM on it? No, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and more importantly, does it bark when the perulator guy rings the doorbell? <laughs> I believe you can program it for any kind of voice okay. you like, Bill. In fact, I will even be willing to download my voice. <laughs> 
and do a few little examples of how people will be able to communicate. I could do that easily for you. Okay. There's a nice sideline. Adam Oldfield doing voices for the the, the robotic dogs. Uh, it boggles the imagination. Uh, so, some some important news though, because we always talk about like the hack of the week and things like this. And I know that you know every time a new development comes around, there's always somebody who's hacking who says, "I got to find a way around this." Uh, they're using something old and i guess well that old phrase something old is new again with hackers well that's right and one of them is that they're communicating with each other through servers which is trying which has been discovered by cybersecurity experts particularly they're using the old world war ii communication of morris code they're wow. actually using Morse code between the lines of code of programs so hackers can communicate with each other inside a server now this is really going to blow your mind. Last week, I talked about a hacker. Uh, his name was Mr. White Hat. And if you recall, Bill, I mentioned that Mr. White Hat was the gentleman who stole $600 million of cryptocurrency and realized I, he couldn't do anything with it. So he started returning the money. Do you remember that, 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 that mm -hmm. comment? Yeah, well, yeah. Mr. White Hat, this is where, you know, I guess, it's, and this is not encouraging hackers to try and find employment, but Mr. White Hat, who returned the money, all of it, by the way, has now been given a full-time job as chief security advisor for Poly Network, which is the company he stole it from, and he got a $500,000 bug bounty. That's what they offer when you discover a flaw in software and otherwise. So this actually worked out amazing for Mr. White Hat, who took $600 million of, of cryptocurrency and made $500,000, uh, oh, sorry, not $500 million, $500,000, bug bounty and he received a, a six-figure salary now working for the same company he infiltrated if you can't beat them join them i guess that's what it comes down to uh the app store you and i've talked about this we kind of take it for granted i mean it's something that we access i guess an awful lot on our phones but the other element to this and this is something that's brewing for quite some time our uh, lawmakers down in the states the congress and the senate i just think that people like apple are just too big and there's legislation they're introducing right now that could have an impact on the apple app isn't it 100%. First of all, let's let's state for the fact that this trillion-dollar company called Apple has been doing so well, but its main source of revenue was from something that it more or less, it really put itself in a bit of a pickle. And Fortnite, which came out a few uh, about a year ago, actually, where they filed a clause against Apple directly against the uh, competition situation that they're claiming 80% of their revenue is being collected, 30% goes to developer, and there's no outside purchase. So if you have an Apple product, you have to go through the App Store for subscriptions, which Apple gets 80%. Well, this obviously, you know, poked a few eyes down in the Senate, and now they've just released the Open App uh, uh, Marketing Act. So what that means is this new act, it's a, it's a new bill that has been introduced by the U.S., means to more or less break up Apple and Google. And it's going to shake the apple tree, to use that, that little uh, acronym there. To give you a bit of a perspective why this is so important, is that this actual legislation will be prohibiting Apple and Google from requiring any app developer to continue to use the App Store to, to uh, promote uh, subscriptions or otherwise. So this could mean this is a big game changer, Bill. This means that many developers who have always been at the mercy of either Apple or Google will soon be able to start going through the store. But if you really want to continue or, you know, say you bought a service directly through the App Store, but there's upgrades or you want to you want to do an add on or a renewal of service, this new app, uh, this new act 
that is in the U.S. and, and will impact Canada directly will allow third parties to have purchases done directly uh, by them. So that will avoid Apple getting 80% of absolutely every revenue that's coming through. So Apple, all they had to do, all they had to do is give the app developers more freedom. That's it. And this would have probably not been such a massive disaster for them. So uh, the reality is that this is changing. And within the next year, uh, Apple will no- and Google will no longer take full control over every program that you'll be downloading on their store. Yeah, but this is on them, and you talked about this a long time ago. And basically, what the Congress said is, you can do this the easy way or the hard way. You know, you can you can give up some of this stuff, and they just said no, and they said, okay, we're going to play hardball with you. And so this is the result of it. So you know, look look in the mirror if you want to know who's to blame for this apple. Uh, we always talk about EVs because they're a big thing these days, and and you know, you can't have a, a discussion about electronic vehicles without getting into Tesla. I know they tried to do an upgrade on on their autopilot system, and apparently it didn't go well. Yeah, well, let me tell you, it didn't go well as an understatement on this degree. This autopilot system was definitely two things. Number one, it was a massive cost or a monthly subscription. So, um, you know, again, cars are computers these days. So if you want features, you say, I like to upgrade, and it it will upload and, and change the features accordingly. Well, this upgrade that was announced three weeks ago has now resulted in 11 crashes and fires and 17 injuries, including one fatality, uh, fatality um, directly based on this upgrade. So there's a bit of a mis- misleading message of this autopilot. Where are these situations happening? First of all, let me give you a bit of a background of what this new autopilot feature does. Number one, it allows to change lanes. Two, it allows to exit off highways automatically. Number three, this allows the vehicle to move from a park from a parking spot and and be summoned directly by driving through the parking lot to reach its owner or the controller of the uh, of, of the phone. So this new upgrade, though, uh, as as you you know, amazing and universal as it is with Tesla, um, still has some work to do. So it's bumped into a few people. It's it's accidentally you know rubbed a few cars the wrong way and. It's kind of taken the wrong exit ramp and misled itself by hitting a few barriers, concrete barriers, along the way when it tried to exit. So anyone who's got a Tesla, if you're getting the upgrade, it is not perfect. So please, please be extra careful. And remember, it's computers. It's almost like Windows when it first launched. Remember the blue screen of death? And that was a big joke with Windows. You had to, like, literally, you'd be typing and it just froze. That's kind of like what's kind of happening here. This thing needs a little more work and a few more, few more attentions. Uh, to be fixed correctly. So anyway, the bottom line is the upgrade. But this is this is actually a bit of a problem, Bill, because now what's happening is uh, they're they're investigating this, and it might actually delay the advancement of auto driving due to the fact of how many injuries have happened with Tesla. That's sad. Well, hopefully they can get that straightened away. Uh, we were just talking about hackers a couple of minutes ago, and I, I know when there was a security issue, well, there's always been a security issue, I guess, uh, but one of the solutions that they came up with, of course, was was the double login, you know, where you, you log in with whatever you usually do, uh, and then they send you a code, usually through text messaging, and, and that's the double lo- You can't still can't access uh, whatever you're trying to get into and you, until you insert that code. And and a lot of us feel, well, uh, that's a lot more comfortable. That's, that's going to make me much more secure. Uh, it sounds, again, like the hackers are found to do an end run around that now it, it, it's so sad in this degree that text messaging for that code you would get from your bank or from that software service is so susceptible to getting hacked bill it's an app you can download easily on, on an iphone or an android and it can actually determine and find the sms code 
So you enter a phone number. This is how easy it is. You download the app on your phone. I'm referring to a hacker here, not the general public. A hacker downloads the app. Then what they do is they get your phone number. They type in the phone number. And what it does is it sends a signal directly through the towers that if a code was submitted, it can infiltrate it. So you'll get a code, but so will the hacker. So it's just not secure is what we're getting at. That text messaging, and it's been said over and over again, has not yet completed a full security. So what do you do? One of the things I want to encourage again is Google Authenticator. That is an app that you can download. Microsoft also has an authenticator. These are programs you download to your phone and you set it up with your bank, you set it up with those extra layers of security. It's called two-factor authentication. When you download those codes or those programs, they will come up with a six-digit code, and it changes every minute, which means when you go to sign in, you can use this code, and it will get you inside. And it will. this is much more secure than getting a text message telling you, here's six digits, go ahead, now you can get access to your bank account. There you go. Last week on the program, you were talking about this uh, this Uber battery pack that, that you know because we're always worried about charging stations. Are there enough? And you're gonna have to wait you know three hours to to get into a charging station if you're on a trip or something. Uh, so this 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 portable thing sounded really cool. But you've got an update on that already. Yeah, what they launched this past week is an actual battery pack. And many companies have launched uh, versions of it, but this one is sort of the household version of a generator. Bill, it's called Zendur. It's a lithium nickel battery, the same one used in the BMW i3, the Jaguar Pace, a lot of vehicles. So think of it as almost like a little luggage case. It's got wheels, you got a little handle, it pops up at the back, and it's got this massive battery pack that will charge your entire house. So much so that it gives you enough power, 200 or 2,000 wattage, to allow for your entire house to operate should a blackout or brownout happen. So uh, versus going out to the generator, uh, filling it with gas, ranking it up and letting it you know, run, some people even ran generators inside the house, thus it created carbon monoxide. This is a completely clean energy charging unit that can run your household. I'm talking you can play video games, watch TV, listen uh, uh, run the blender, uh, maybe run the, run the stove, the microwave, whatever you'd like, up to about four hours. It will give you empower for your house. So it, it's, uh, it, it's, not, it's not necessarily a, an inexpensive option for you, but, I mean, a generator is going to run you about $5,000 new, plus you've got to get the gas, you got to make sure you power it, and you can't run it inside. This is uh, very easy to charge, takes very quick to... Uh, plug it into the wall when you do have full power, but it's. think of it going camping. Think of it as uh, using it around the household. This is the new wave of the future. Yes, you can now have a battery pack on wheels that can charge your house for four hours should or if a blackout or brownout happens again. Well, speaking of updates, as we were just a second ago, uh, a little while ago you talked about an update with Google Chrome. Now there's an update on the updatable Google Chrome. <laughs> Google, a, few, a year ago, I made a comment that got into a, a massive lawsuit and they lost. Not only did they lose, they lost uh, to the tune of $5 billion. And that lawsuit was Google was claiming you could call open up incognito mode. And this is supposed to be completely private. It was, it was going to secure your visit, where you went, your information. Nothing was going to be tracked about you. Well, Google now, when you go incognito mode, gives you, hey, we're still going to track who you are. We're still going to track the advertising reasons. And we're still going to know a little bit about you. Well, not only did, so it cost them $5 billion in the lawsuit. In addition, when you go to incognito mode with Chrome, 
you're going to still be giving them information. Uh, Google has not removed those privacy features. They just now tell you they're doing it. So it's really kind of a waste of time, to be honest with you. Uh, one other thing I got to get into because I, this caught my attention. Uh, in my car, and I think you and I have talked about this in the past. I've got I've got a, a phone charger in my car. It's a little thing. It plugs in right there. You know, the, the console right beside the driver there. Uh, but it's got three prongs on it with three different heads because uh, you know, depending on what phone you have, uh, you have to find the right head, right? And it's got a oh, not that one. Oh, geez, not that one. And I know that the, the European Commission and the European Union have been bugging Apple to say, look, at there's got to be some common chargers here. This is ridiculous. Uh, where Where is that at right now? Right now what's happened is the European Commission has more or less said, okay, all electronic manufacturers, you all got to get on the same page. We're, we, you know, there's too many... Too much waste in electronics, meaning cables and wiring mm-hmm. and adapters. So that's where this kind of stemmed from. So it was a, an environmental waste situation. So they've really been pushing USB-C. Well, Apple, of course, is the one that has the lightning cable. And that yeah. is unique, exclusive to iPhones and iPads and otherwise. Well, it is one of those pressures that they've said, we need to now put all manufacturing, whether it's Android or Apple, have to come up with this new charging. USB-C is going to be the standard they would like the rest of the world to go on. Apple stood their ground and said, if we did this, we will be putting more cables in the landfill site. Therefore, it is not uh, environmentally friendly and our carbon footprint will be damaged because of that. But following this, Bill, what Apple has done is also stated, and this is a rumor, not a fact, but it's pretty much evident. You can see that with a lot of the Apple products coming out. They're going to go with a fully wireless charge. You pretty soon will not even be able to plug in your iPhone. You will have to wirelessly charge your iPhone and your iPad. So, you know, I think what they're doing is delay, 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 and then going, well, you didn't need a cable in the first place because all you need to do is charge your phone. <laughs> uh, more on that in the weeks to come. Uh, we're out of time. We do this every Friday at 1135. Tech Talk uh, with Adam Oldfield brought to you by Vacuum Man. Have a great week, Adam. We'll talk next Friday. Thanks, Bill. Have a great weekend. You Take betcha. Care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.